the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good senor on his final day in Mexico. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale. Uh, Nate Lundy, this is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And, and Lundy, uh, truth be told, uh, I had been doing laps in the North Sea in the middle of January. It has been frigid. It has been chilly. Major shrinkage of my bankroll uh, here these last about 72 hours. Then Fade the Falcons kicked in on the late night tip yesterday. Uh, I, we didn't you know, lay this out on the podcast yesterday, but uh, when in doubt, always go against Air Force and aim high in terms of trying to uh, remedy your current situation and rectify your overall issues because I chased Colorado State at the second half line and they absolutely obliterated the Falcons and I'm back on track. So I'm feeling pretty damn spicy right now, amigo. And for that reason, I'm going to give you a little bit of early bonus time. I'm taking a two-leg money line parlay tonight on what is one of the grandest slates I have seen this season. In the Big Ten, give me Michigan State straight up against Indiana. Uh, Michigan State has been a top 35 offensive team here the last month. Indiana fading and fast. One in five ATS. Uh, the Hoosiers are in their last six contests in that game in East Lansing. And give me Purdue. Boiler up. Uh, they've been spilling over the cup here of late. I think Williams and Zach Eady inside. Uh, they're just going to maul that weak interior of Wisconsin, which is entirely 2-3 reliant. And Purdue, over their last six games, giving up just 32% along the arc. So you slap Michigan State straight up uh, with Purdue straight up. It's plus 175, hombre. Pour me a mark. You're having way too much fun with this. So does that mean that later tonight you're going to be chasing, uh, let's see, Memphis, South Florida, maybe a little Marquette, <laughs> DePaul? Who are we going to chase later tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'll be quadrupling down on Illinois and my fandom probably in the second half and then regretting it instantly against Michigan. That sounds about right. That yeah, sounds about that's right accurate. for you. That's accurate. <laughs> is there is the uh, always the Hawaii game? Is that on tap? Yeah, there's got to be something like Super West Coast late night tip uh, that I have no uh, kind of knowledge about that I'll be tossing some coin on. But look, if you want to get on any of that action, uh, whether it's in college basketball, whether it's in Major League Baseball spring training games, if you're one of those true degenerates, uh, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, or the UFC, do so right now. At DraftKings Sportsbook in UFC 259 is this weekend and is sure to be action-packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 101 odds on either fire to land a punch, just one punch, during the title fight. Pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch, and if that happens, you will cash $100. Look, there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code FTN to turn $1 into $100. 
$1,500 if either fighter lands a punch for a limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to today's Fade 5. Number 5. Oh, man, am I energetic. March coming in, roaring like a lion, Lundy, uh, on this second day of the month. And a team that is hoping to pack a similar roar in college basketball and try to solidify its standing as an at-large contender in the selection committee's eyes. Xavier, and they are going to Georgetown to take on the Hoyas. I'm going to go with the Muskies here. I'm going to lay the two points on this one. They got a muscle up inside to Xavier as uh, Georgetown has generated a second chance, 34.1% in its last seven games, and they must extend along the perimeter because the Hoyas have gotten hot from way downtown, uh, shooting 39.7% over that seven-game stretch. But it, uh, I think Xavier could take advantage of the miscues here. Georgetown continuously shoots itself in the foot a 25.7 offensive turnover uh, percentage. That's number 328 over the last month. And not only that, too, but Fremantle and Scruggs, uh, they got to you know, pound off the dribble inside where you can really gash Georgetown as they're outside the top 140 in two-point percentage defense. So pull it all together. X marks the spot. Give me the Muskies. Minus two. Fade or follow. I will follow on this one. You brought up Scruggs. You brought up Fremantle. Really solid seniors there for Xavier, especially Scruggs, who is also a dime machine, Brad. Yeah. 32 assists over the course of his last five games. So you're right. If he can if he can drive, if he can create, they can maybe get to the foul line as well. Those four seniors can lead Xavier to the win over the Hoyas. Muskies gotta have it. Bet on X. Number four. All right, let's go to another bubble-licious matchup, Lundy. This could be a playing game of sorts. This is one that uh, could really separate the two and a team being in the at-large field and a team being out in the selection committee's mind. Duke traveling to Atlanta to face a rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. And I'm going to side with the home team here, minus one and a half. Now, when these two teams met, it was nip and tuck until the last minute, and Duke played, uh, pulled away uh, back in mid-January, winning 75-68 to inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. I think the script is going to be flipped here in the rematch. That's why I'm on tech and laying that point and a half. Very evenly matched, really, statistically speaking, uh, in terms of how they have performed the last month. Duke is number three in overall efficiency uh, during that stretch. Georgia Tech number four over that stretch. Both are top 35 and two-point percentage offense in their last eight games. Uh, Duke does have an advantage from three. They're shooting close to 40% over that eight-game stretch. Georgia Tech, uncharacteristically, only netting 32.9% over those eight games. Uh, but still, I think this is going to boil down to the fact that Duke's D is still very sketchy. Wobbly at best, Lundy. As they are number 264 in effective field goal percentage D over the last month. Georgia Tech, meanwhile, has given up just 0.953 points per possession during that span. Whole lot of Jose Alvarado and DeVoe from outside combined with the rim protection of Moses Wright will get Tech over the hump and maybe drive another nail in the coffin of Duke's postseason hopes. So fade or follow Wreck them with Georgia Tech. 
minus one and a half. Well, you got Tech on that four-game winning streak, which is obviously what you want to be doing late in the year. And I do think that Brad, they're gonna they're gonna put a nail in that coffin <gasps> of of Duke's chances. I, I'm with you with Georgia Tech. I think this is the play. This is also a team, as we were just talking about with Xavier. This is another team that is very senior heavy. Yeah. Um, these are guys that uh, can can move the basketball up and down the court for Tech. They've accounted for let me see, 68 percent of Tech's scoring this season from those four seniors so I think you put all that together you put in the fact that Georgia Tech can force turnovers and uh, Duke cannot uh, as you talked about <laughs> because their defense is not very good so I'll take the home team in this one I'll I'll give up the points and I'll roll with Tech yeah pack that sting yellow jackets number three all right let's go to the NBA and it's our monkey knife fight.com monkey knife fight player prop of the day presented by Oh, shocker. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Have an MKF in good time on that site. It's just you against the house and all of your favorite player props. String together in packs of two all the way up to six. The more you hit on the more or less, the over the under, the more cash you stuff into your pockets. And here's the good news, folks. Uh, it's just you against the house, not against lineup accumulators like other DFS games. Uh, use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. And when you do sign up as a new user, you get a free $5 game on the house only at monkeyknifefight.com. And let's talk about a guy that is hotter than the damn sun, and that is Phoenix's Devin Booker, Lundy. The line here is 27 and a half points <clears throat> against the L.A. Lakers. I'm getting all choked up just thinking about Booker and what he's done recently to my bank account, which have been good things, Lundy. But I'm fading him tonight. I'm going to take the under on the 27 and a half points against the L.A. Lakers. Now, you look at this recent scoring surge for Booker. He's done it against me competition, like the Timberwolves, like the Hornets, like the Blazers. Teams that are questionable. Maybe at best defensively, uh, he has gone over this proposed total in three of his last four games. In the month of February, he averaged 27.9 points per contest, hitting a blazing 52.3% of his shots from the floor. But this is the second worst matchup for a score, according to the FTN Daily Advanced DVP tool. And the Lakers are number one, numero uno, the top tacos. In the association and adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up just 1.021 points per possession. Too many points, man. I think he's going to be probably in the 22 to 25 range when it's all said and done, comfortably under 27 and a half. Are you going to fade or follow me with Booker? Uh, this is a tough one because obviously he has been on a hot streak, especially as you just said for your bankroll. But you're right. This is not a good matchup. Lakers play solid defense. This is going to be a spot where Booker is going to look probably more like his stat line uh, against Memphis at the end of last month, even against Chicago where he had 23 at 22. Feels like that's going to be the point total that he's got in this game because the Lakers will find a way to slow him down uh, and keep him from being able to explode as he did against the Timberwolves for 43. So give me the under on this one because I'm with you. I think he's probably sitting at a couple dozen max against this L.A. team. Keep him under wraps, LeBron. Number two. All right, moving on and back to college basketball. We got an afternoon delight, Lundy, and it's an arousing one, let me tell you. Baylor, West Virginia. This game's sipping off at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what the hell Mountain Time is, that's two hours behind the Eastern Time. 
So that's at 5 Eastern, uh, Baylor, West Virginia. Finally, finally, uh, after the you know, postponements and cancellations, these two teams are going to go toe-to-toe in Morgantown. And I'm taking the Mountaineers plus a four-and-a-half. This is a bit of a head-scratcher line to me. I think this is uh, a line that's baked in based on Baylor pre-pause. Because post-pause, they have been sleepwalking. This is not the same team. The accumulated rust, uh, they need to apply an entire layer of rust-oleum to get rid of it because uh, they look sluggish against Iowa State and look very sluggish against uh, your wife's uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, they got killed on the glass in that game against uh, the Jayhawks and were just 6-26 from beyond the arc. I think Derek Culver is going to carve up this matchup zone. Uh, West Virginia generates a second chance opportunity 33.7% of the time. At least they've done so in their last seven games. And the Rainmakers have been sopping wet for Huggy Bears Bunch. Last seven contests shooting 38% along the perimeter. Plus the D is also clicking uh, during that same stretch, giving up just 0.942 points per possession. So will this Baylor's team, you know, resemble the ferocious Grizzlies that we saw pre-pause or are they going to be more gummy bears that we've seen post? I'm going to lean toward the latter here. Too many points. Give me West Virginia. Uh, which is four and two ATS as a dog this season, plus four and a half. Feed or follow. I'm with you because of the points. I don't know that West Virginia pulls off the win, Brad, but I do think that four and a half is too much. I think this is going to wind up being a close game. But you're you you talked about Baylor coming out of the pause. We we are going to find out whether or not Scott Drew's uh, squad is real or not, and right. and if they can bounce back because West Virginia has been hot. I mean, I know you've been working on the board, Brad, but you've got West Virginia as what a two seed, a three seed. Yeah, they're they're teetering on that two three line. Ham is the highest three seed, but obviously, if they win this game, they will leapfrog Houston, who I have as the lowest two seed into that two class. Yeah, so this is a game, this is why I think you're going to learn a lot about Baylor, because you're right that they have not looked good coming out of the pause, but if they want to be for real, this is the contest that's going to decide it, because West Virginia has a lot to play for. They would love to get up to that two line and get off of the three, so they've got some motivation here. I think they're going to keep it close. I don't know whether they beat Baylor or not, but I do think that the four and a half is too much, so I'll take the Mountaineers plus the four and a half. Mount up! Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, I'm going to try to speak as objectively as I possibly can. As a diehard University of Illinois fan, I'm going to be extremely nervous. And unfortunately, Lundy, I'm going to be hosting a show on ESPNU Radio simultaneously. That's <laughs> this game. So that what could possibly go? Uh, oh wrong? God, there's gonna. I, I'm gonna get fired. That's what's gonna happen tonight because there's gonna be four letter expletives just flying out of my mouth on live radio as I'm attempting to navigate two hours of broadcasting while my beloveds are playing in the biggest freaking game of the year against Michigan. Now, uh, taking a step back, and again, try to look at this objectively, I do like Illinois plus eight here. Uh, I think it's just too many points. Iodesumu is a full-blown game-time decision. The doctors are going to have to clear him to play. He says he's ready to go. Uh, Brad Underwood believes he's ready to go, but it's going to be up to the medical staff of the school uh, to give him the thumbs up. So uh, at tape time, it is undetermined whether or not he is going to play. And I tell you what, Lundy, if Desumu is in action, it's probably going to sway the line by at least two points in my estimation. Uh, and I, I really love this matchup across the board because I think Illinois can compete even without Io DeSumo. Kofi Coburn against Hunter Dickinson is going to be must-see TV, and it's going to be pivotal. Whoever you know, really establishes themselves 
and their dominance inside could sway the outcome of this matchup against the spread. Uh, the other key here is Illinois has got to communicate, they got to rotate, and they got to extend defensively along the arc as Michigan features four shooters and Livers and Brooks and Smith and Brown. All of them shoot over 37% from along the arc. However, Illinois in their last nine games giving up just 31.4% along the perimeter. Free throws and turnovers have been bugaboos for Illinois this season. The Illini shooting just 68.8% at the charity stripe, and they committed 20 turnovers in its win over Wisconsin over the weekend, 18.1% turnover rate in Big Ten play. So they're going to have to play a flawless game to pull the upset, and if they're at least you know semi-competent in this contest, I think they're going to stab off a lopsided loss. So Michigan 15-4, and Lundy against the spread this season. They have been covering machines. Fade or follow the ILL plus eight in Ann Arbor. I'm still just picturing you trying to do your radio show tonight while the game's That's on. That's going to be a I disaster. Just, it, I, it is. It's going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> it's going to be awful radio. I can tell you that right now. Um, I'll follow you because of the points, but I think th- this one to me comes down to DeSuma. It, it really does. Is he out there? Is he playing? Is he 100% and all that? Because as as much as I think Illinois has the talent to be able to hang with Michigan no matter what, you are talking about a Michigan team that's had some huge wins at home. Yeah. I mean, they beat Wisconsin by 22. They beat Maryland by 24. Uh, they beat Iowa by 22. Like, they just they win big at home, and I think that's part of where this number is coming from. But if Iowa is out there, I think Illinois can manage to keep keep this one close they certainly have a talent to actually just flat out beat them forget covering yeah they um, do. illinois is a good team but michigan has been playing really well at home as you said against the spread this is a tough one until i until you know the health status uh but uh, i'll roll with you just because i'm i'm crossing my fingers that you don't break every single <laughs> fdc rule, uh, on your show tonight yeah, there's uh, going to be children out there going to learn new things, I think, if they are tuning in to ESPN <laughs> Radio Night uh, from 5 to 7 Mountain Time, 7 to 9 Eastern. Oh, man, I'm going to be extremely nervous. Maybe I'll just drink tequila on air. That'll that'll be a good mix, go. Lundy. Yeah, sure. Then, then, then it'll be totally fine. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, no problem at all. That'll guarantee my future employment with the channel. On that note, uh, that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on uh, the Twitter. Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Wavos. Drop us a rating hand or review, which you kindly, if you enjoy this broadcast, really helps us out a lot. And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your subscription today. Go Illini! And as always, until next time, fate or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.